Support for WABE comes from the Community Foundation for Greater Atlanta. You can go beyond giving to impact. Learn more at cfgreateratlanta.org. I'm Erlon Woods. I'm Nigel Poor. We're the hosts and creators of Ear Hustle from PRX's Radiotopia. Ear Hustle is a show about life inside prison, but it's not your typical prison podcast. In this next season, we've got stories about the objects people keep inside their prison cells. About residents in a women's prison who say they want to stay there. And the most beautiful prison garden. Erlon, I will never forget it. Ear Hustle. Stories about life on the inside told by those who live it. Find Ear Hustle wherever you get your podcasts. From WABE in Atlanta, this is Closer Look. I'm Rose Scott. Coming up on today's show. When it rains real hard or we have another uh, plumbing problem, Human waste tends to flow up from up it and flood this area right here, which is known as our senior picnic area. And we eat outside here every day and it becomes a problem because we can smell, you know, what human waste smells like while we're trying to eat our lunch. That is not a Netflix documentary. That was just some of the concerns DeKalb County students revealed in a viral video regarding Druid Hills High School backed up sewage to moldy ceilings. Of course, the big question is now, what's next in terms of repairs or perhaps even a new building? WABE education reporter Martha Dalton will join me in just a moment. She has all the details regarding this very serious issue. Plus, census records from the 1950s are now public information, including names and addresses. Guess who's in your family tree? You never know. And also, how can the information from that era be helpful in the 21st century? Important conversations coming up. But first this, Spelman College will welcome the institution's 11th president with the announcement. Dr. Helene Gale, current president and CEO of the Chicago Community Trust, has the sole finalist to lead the all-women's college. Now, Dr. Gale has many ties to Atlanta, including positions at the Center for Disease Control, CDC, and as the former president and CEO of the Atlanta-based humanitarian aid organization, Care USA. Current Spelman College president, Dr. Mary Schmidt-Campbell, will introduce Dr. Gale today on campus inside the school's Sisters Chapel. Campbell will retire on June 30th. And a programming note, Dr. Campbell will join me next week on the program. In other news, officials with the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency say they're working to reach more property owners on Atlanta's west side in an effort to clean up high levels of lead contamination in the area. The EPA has targeted the Vine City English Avenue neighborhoods. As we hear from WAB health reporter Jess Mador, organizers are also expanding testing efforts in the blood of residents. You got that one? Yep. A team from the EPA and Emory University set up near the Westside Promise Youth Center over the weekend. They handed out flyers about the cleanup and offered free lead poisoning tests. Luana Joseph lives down the street and brought her baby and toddler for testing. To be sure that my kids haven't been exposed to lead, you know, he goes outside and I just want to make sure that he's okay. The lead contamination zone includes just under 2,100 properties. EPA crews have so far gotten access to roughly half. They're sampling the soil for lead and identifying which properties need cleanup. That work and the lead poisoning testing is set to continue for the next few years. Jess Mador, WABE News. Arguments over the 2020 presidential election continue to dominate the 2022 Republican race for Georgia governor. 
How do we know? Well, it was apparent in Sunday night's first debate between incumbent Brian Kemp and former U.S. Senator David Perdue. Perdue has the backing of former President Donald Trump, who blames Kemp and Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger for not overturning the election. This was the first of three scheduled debates. There was quite a bit of talking over one another. Well, I care Answer about the, the question. You're did right you now. ever ask me the many times I was on the bus campaigning for you? In front of who are the witnesses? And a quite bit more. No matter who's doing this or who's supposed to be investigating, not one person has been uh, prosecuted for voter fraud after a year. Well, the and governor a is not a prosecutor, by the way. No, but you're the top person that can make yeah, sure. Yeah, but we have a constitution, and the attorney Excuse general me. is the top prosecutor in the state, as long as as well with the local district. You know, attorneys. that's what politicians do. It's somebody else's fault when it doesn't go right. But when no, something's David, going that's well, the law you're doing, in the you're doing quite, you're quite ready to the take all the credit. The Constitution is. It's no. nice to see this. And leaders, weak leaders, take credit when things go weak well. Leaders and blame I'm telling people. you, they blame somebody else when it doesn't. Hey, weak leaders blame everybody else for their own loss instead of themselves. Got it. To be very clear, there is no evidence of widespread election fraud regarding the 2020 presidential election, and especially here in Georgia. Kemp and Purdue were also asked about guns, the Rivian electric vehicle plant, Buckhead Cityhood, and education. The primary is May 24th. Finally, it's not over, but it's close. Another offensive rebound. Butler gives it up. Struess can't finish it. Snag on a bio with a grown man's jam. And the foul. Horn and hits. A resounding road win. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks Miami are now Heat. down three games to one against the Miami Heat after losing Sunday night in a blowout, 110 tonight to 86. Game six is tomorrow night back in Miami. Anything can happen. That's what we hope for. And whether it's sports or politics or everything in between and beyond, that's what we cover, not only here on Closer Look, but from our WABE newsroom and podcast. This is Closer Look. We'll get back to our first conversation in just a moment. But if you don't know, I'm Rose Scott. And so here we are in our spring fundraiser. We're asking for your donations because it helps us to create better understanding and interesting interviews, as you'll hear today. Right now, we've got yet another reason to give. And here to tell you all about it is WABE multi-platform senior producer, Jamie Green. Welcome back. I'm glad to be back. I mean, this is a great opportunity right here. When you give right now, you'll be entered into a drawing for eight. Let me just say this. $250 American Express gift card. I don't know about you, Rose, but I could use that. I could have been at the game on Miami. You know, the next game coming up, using that. Now $250. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, you know, buy you some food. Yeah, it's probably not a flight or anything like that. But look, when you call right now, 678-553-9090, you get a chance to win that $250 American Express card. And this drawing is open to anyone who donates between now and the end of Closer Look. So you've got some time. And this is a limited pool. Emphasis on that. Uh, And your odds of winning, well, they're one of one. That means, well, you can win right now. <laughs> your gift right now in this fundraiser helps us bring you uh, the conversations that you're hearing on Closer Look, both just presently, uh, presently and then also, too, later into this program, and get you entered into that American Express gift card. So take a moment to give uh, whatever you feel that you can. We want to hear from you at wabe.org slash donate or make that call 678-553-9090. My name is Marvette. Brittany, and I live in Decatur, Georgia. You guys were having a membership drive, and you have that moment where you're, you know, you hear these membership drives, and you're like, oh, I'm going to donate. Oh, I'm going to donate. And then by the time you get home, 
you forgot about it. Um, I think I pulled over and I ended up calling the number. Like, I'm going to just stop and I'm going to get it done. I mean, it was real easy. Yes, thank you, Marvette. It is really, really easy. And besides being easy, WABE is local. It sounds local because it is local. So let me tell you something. We work very hard here on Closer Look, not just on Closer Look, but on City Lights and our podcast from our award-winning journalists in our WABE newsroom to bring you a show and news and information with such what we call a clear window into the world of Atlanta and beyond. So your gift right now helps support all of that. It's real easy. Just head to WABE.org slash donate or call the old-fashioned way, 678-553-9090. And as always, we say thank you. That's right, 678-553-9090. Look, it only takes a few minutes. And look, you can take those few minutes to make a positive impact on everything we do here at WABE. Rose just said it, all the great content that you love on 90.1. But you may be wondering how to decide how much to give. Well, the easiest way to give is by becoming a sustaining giver. And then you can spread that donation as out as much as you can overly a monthly contribution. Most people choose about $10 a month, and we ask you to do so by giving at 678-553-9090 or online at wabe.org slash donate. And of course, thanks. When you give to WABE today at $15 a month, we'd like to send you a really great thank you gift. It's the fresh new WABE Amplifying Atlanta tote bag. Perfect for groceries, books, and the beach. Designed by Atlanta artist Fabian Williams, it features illustrations of some of Atlanta's most iconic landmarks, along with our beloved WABE hosts. That's at just $15 a month or a one-time gift of $180. You'll also automatically get the PBS streaming service Passport. Support independent journalism when you take a moment to give monthly at wabe.org slash donate or phone 678-553-9090 and thank you listening right now and thinking, I'm not certain I'm ready to commit to a monthly gift to WABE. Well, we understand. If a one-time gift is what works for you, well, we get it. Choosing the amount to give and how often to give, well, we leave that to you. And for now, remember, your gift is how we pay for programs like Closer Look and City Lights and All Things Considered. And you can make that contribution easily online at wabe.org slash donate. And like Rose says, the old-fashioned way, 678-553-9090. And of course, thanks. And remember now, when you donate this this hour, your name is being entered into that drawing to win a $250 American Express gift card. As I said last week, I can buy lots of birdseed because I have these turtle doves that are apparently <laughs> setting up a home. And apparently I'm running a Airbnb for turtle doves because they're all over the place. So for full contest details, visit at wabe.org slash contest rules. That way I cannot win. Members of my family cannot win. Jamie can't win. Martha's family can't win. Daniel's family <laughs> It's all legit. There's no fraudulent. There's no nefarious activity happening. Your odds of winning are pretty good right now. Currently, they are very, very good. So please give at WABE.org slash donate or call 678-553-9090. By the way, if you're listening to the evening rebroadcast of Closer Look, guess what? We're also going to enter you into this drawing, too. So be sure to give your gift as well. And again, WABE.org slash donate or you can call 678 578- Five five three ninety ninety, and as always, we say thank you. We're back in a moment. Support for WABE comes from the Community Foundation for Greater Atlanta. If you love Atlanta, you can invest in the big picture. Learn more at cf. 
greateratlanta.org. The field of mental health counseling is growing rapidly, and Richmond Graduate University can equip you with everything you need as a licensed professional counselor while integrating your faith into your clinical practice. Programs are offered in Atlanta, Chattanooga, and online. Apply today at richmont.edu. That's R-I-C-H-M-O-N-T dot E-D-U. And Close Look continues here on 90.1 WABE from Atlanta. I'm Rose Scott. Students, parents are among a chorus of folks in DeKalb County calling on the school board to address, quote, years of neglect at Druid Hills High School. There's so many, so many parts of this. It all began on a video that the students made, giving a tour of the school's health and safety issues. It went viral early this morning, uh, earlier this month, and even prompted a visit by the Georgia Board of Education. Here's a bit of that clip. When it rains real hard or we have another uh, palming problem, human waste tends to flow up from up it and flood this area right here, which is known as our senior picnic area. And we eat outside here every day and it becomes a problem because we can smell, you know, what human waste smells like while we're trying to eat our lunch. Well, that is just some of that. And this has become such a big story. There's even some breaking news with this. Joining me now with more is our WABE education reporter, Martha Dalton. She joins me. Martha, welcome. Thanks, Rose. It's great to be here live in studio. Wow. This is where to begin. Um. Right. Well, I think you started with the right place with the video that the students made. Obviously, they were really concerned about repairs. I mean, you saw the video um, of water damage at their school, you know, signs hanging up saying, don't touch this pole, you might get an electric shock, you know, Um, things that were just really, really um, uh, dangerous, uh, honestly, um, in terms of going to school. So the kids made this video um, because Druid Hills had been on a list uh, where Dick cab was going to modernize, mm-hmm. you know, different schools in the district. Um, but the the board took it off that list. So the students made the video to show, you know, uh, please reconsider. You We've got put us back some on. problems. Right. Well, this video caught the attention of the Georgia Board of Education. There's some new developments in this area as well. That's right. And I think it's important to explain what the board did so that you can understand this news that came out today from the Department of Education. Um, what the board ended up doing, um, it did it did put Druid Hills back on uh, a list to, to reconsider modernization. But at its actual meeting, instead of voting to put money toward the modernization of Druid Hills, uh, the board voted to uh, essentially cover what they call priority one, two, and three problems at all schools. So those would basically be problems uh, that would prevent the school from running and opening. So the most severe problems. So they they agreed to go ahead with that plan. Um, Now that means that other problems won't get solved. So I think it's important to understand that before we get to what the Department of Education's news is, um, because what they said is that's not good enough, essentially. So Richard Woods, the state school superintendent, um, sent a letter to DeKalb today um, saying that he won't recommend their facilities for reimbursements, uh, state reimbursements, uh, which they can get if they, you know, if they follow um, their facilities plan. with with schools in their in their current form. Mm-hmm. So uh, so essentially, he's saying you have to do more than that. You can't just keep the schools barely open. You know, you have to you have to, you know, bring up the standard a little bit. And 
um, I think the obvious sort of default that the board has has gone to is, well, you know, we just don't have the money right now. So we'll start with this. Um, and then maybe over the course of several years, we'll get to um, other repairs. But, you know, uh, there are some options. I mean, one board member suggested, you know, we could take on some debt to get this done, mm-hmm. you know, but this really is it really is an urgent problem. Well, I want to play a clip from DeKalb County um, School Superintendent Cheryl Watson-Harris that, that you actually provided for us. To, uh, take a listen. I just wish we had time to really understand the proposal and be able to offer the proper um, information. Right now, we have not had a chance to explore that proposal. We don't know what the funding sources are. And I just I, I wish we had time so that we weren't making um, unfulfilled promises as we've been accused of as a school system. Funding. She talks about funding. So the district doesn't have the money, it appears. Right. Well, it, there was a lot of confusion at the board meeting as to where, uh, which sources of funding the board would use. Now, keep in mind, the board, this is a board um, and a school district with a $1 billion annual budget. Um, they did spend $2 million to have this building assessment done and to lay out a master plan, which included, you know, the recommendation of $60 million worth of repairs to Druid Hills. So, um, yeah, right. So there... What Richard Wood said in his letter today is, you know, you have unused federal stimulus money. Um, you know, there there are ways to address this, but um, right, the board uh, seemed a little bit um, unclear on what the actual what the final sources of funding would be. So, just to be clear, mm-hmm. they estimate it would take about sixty million for the complete renovation of Druid Hills High School to modernize, to right? modernize to bring it. everything up to. And keep in mind, this is a, a school that was the where the con- construction started uh, about a hundred years ago, right? So it's about a hundred years old, um, and so it needs, yeah, it needs repairs, obviously. Um, it, and you can't just. Um, fix the mold or fix the water damage, um, you know, and, and think that it's a safe environment is what you've you know, ta- the are saying. You've talked to parents. You've talked to teachers. Mm-hmm. We had heard that last week students might have been planning a walkout that didn't take place. Um, what's been the reaction to this video from the community? And I, and I know that the community has been on the district folks are probably upset. Right. Well, my understanding is that the school itself has been supportive. But now here's here's another problem is that DeKalb's in the middle of Georgia Milestones testing right now. So so um, there's concern that a walkout would essentially invalidate test scores if, mm. if kids were walking out in the middle of a class that they had a test in. Uh, so the walkout last week uh, was canceled. Um, I've heard various reports, some people saying that it'll be rescheduled this week. Others are saying, no, you know, it hasn't been because of testing. Wow. You've covered education uh, for a long time. You've covered a lot. Um, have you ever had a situation in terms of something like this, this severe? We know that there were some schools that had issues with rodents. I remember I did a, a story about, you know, little cute mice. Well, they weren't cute, I guess, to the students and the teachers, but mice, you know, right, rodents. I remember but that, this yeah. is 
I mean, this... <laughs> it really, what what really I think is shocking and what, what I think uh, the general public would be pretty shocked about was the reaction of some board members uh, when presented, you know, with what's going on at Druid Hills. Um, and some of their reaction was, you know, well, a lot of schools are in that situation. Well, if a lot of schools are in that situation, that's not good. Yeah, so, and, what, uh, and what schools are have sewage backing up and mold and do not touch this or you'll be electrocuted. I, I mean, I'm just well, asking for a friend. Right. right. Well, um, and in this, in this evaluation that the district paid for, it paid an architecture form, uh, firm to do this uh, building evaluation, um, you know, it gave, it gave different scores to schools. And the two lowest were Cross Keys High School and Druid Hills High School. So, so it would seem like those are the two or two of the schools in most in need of repair. Um, yeah. Martha, before we let you go, any idea, though, from the district when they could start some of these repairs or attending to some of these issues that the kids videotaped here? Well, that seemed like a point of confusion as well at the board meeting. The superintendent said that she didn't think that the construction could start until August at the earliest. Um, now, again, you've seen the video. It's April right now. Um, some of these uh, repairs look like they really can't wait. Um they're pretty bad, um, but there seemed to be some confusion. Some other board members thought, oh, no, we can start them um, as soon as possible. Uh, it seemed really, it seemed pretty unclear uh, when construction could start. And now with the superintendent saying they can't really go forward with, with this plan because part of that plan was that the state would reimburse them mm-hmm. uh, for uh, going ahead with the repairs. And, and now he's saying, you know, you need to do more. So... To be continued. To be continued. And besides covering this and, of course, the testing, and then we're still in the pandemic, and then there's a big election year. And, of course, education, if you watched the debate last night, Martha Dalton, you know that education is big this year. Uh, Right. How are you holding up covering all well, of this? <laughs> well, let's just say it's never a dull moment. <laughs> There's never a boring day covering education in Metro Atlanta. WABE education reporter Martha Dalton with the latest on that. Martha, we look forward to you continuing to update. So quite, quite a story. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Rose. And Closer Look will continue in just a moment because we'll have a conversation talking about what can we learn from the 1950s census. I am proud to say that nobody in this current studio was born then, as I'm always the oldest person in the room, but that's okay. That conversation coming up in just a moment. And the reason we will have that conversation and we're able to have so many conversations like the one we just had with our education reporter, Martha Dalton, about a very, very serious health issue, not just an education issue, a health issue, because we have relied on so many of you over the years and that's why we do what we do the reason we have a fundraiser like this is simple we're looking for donations to help continue the cost of programs like closer look like city lights and all the reporting from the wabe newsroom and of course when you think about jamie the conversation i just had with our education reporter martha dalton Again, Martha has covered education for a long time. I remember right. when I was covering education, I wasn't covering nearly as much as <laughs> I don't know how Martha does it. But also, I can tell you that for our journalists who have what we call beats or areas of right. expertise, they go above and beyond to cover these type of issues. And so we that's why we ask you, please take a moment to give to give 
at wabe.org slash donate. I'm Rose Scott, joined this hour by Jamie Green. Jamie, we were talking in a break about, wow, if your parents or students, this is something that you want done. This is right. the type of information and features and segments and, and reporting and all that good stuff that we have each and every day, not only a closer look, but coming out of our WAB newsroom. And it's what we do well, right? And that's what we want to continue to do well in our community, to give back that information and that resource. And Rose, you just mentioned we're looking to cover our costs with this little nudge this hour. We're giving away that $250 American Express gift card, which Rose and I have both said we could do some things with $250. <laughs> and this drawing is open to those who give during Closer Look. So your odds of winning are really good this moment. We've heard from quite a few of you, Lynn from Swanee and Jan from East Point and Joe Ellen from Alpharetta and still so many more. But put your city on the map by giving a donation at wabe.org slash donate or with a call to 678-553-9090. And also know when you're making this gift right now in April for this gift card, you're also doing it because you appreciate the conversation, Rose, that you just had with Martha Dalton, you know, surrounding the updates with the Druid Hills High School and other programs like City Lights and All Things Considered. So please take a moment to give right now at wabe.org slash donate. And of course, thanks. My name is Layla Falden, and I'm one of the hosts of Morning Edition. I started as an overnight newspaper reporter at the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, found myself on a plane to Baghdad a year later covering the impact of a U.S. invasion, occupation, and war in that country, then traveled across the Middle East and North Africa with short trips into Europe sometimes, and then back to the United States covering this country, its divisions, the things that unite and divide people. I get the privilege and honor of going into people's homes, of listening to people's stories, that's a gift. I think it's incredibly important to keep those in power accountable, but also to spend as much time speaking to those impacted by the policy decisions. That, for me, is what I bring to the host chair. I'm Layla Falden. Support this NPR station today. Here's how to give. Thank you so much, Layla. A wonderful testimony. All you need to do is start a monthly gift at wabe.org slash donate. Well, it's simple. Start there. wabe.org slash donate or call the old-fashioned way. We'll walk you through the process. 678-553-9090. And you know what? Layla is just a great example of the caliber of journalists, producers, tech ops, all those folks up at NPR, as I like to call the mothership, <laughs> and of course here at WABE and the lengths that they go to to tell stories that bring you context and insight. And so we ask that, you know, not only about supporting Closer Look and City Lights and all the great reporting from our newsroom, but all things considered. Mm-hmm. Morning edition, wait, wait, don't tell me, snap judgment, which I just absolutely love here and now. All of the great reporting that you hear on WABE gift monthly now because what this does well it's it's what we call it 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 powers all the reporting you hear every day on WABE and only now it only takes a few moments and we have some great ways to thank you again wabe.org slash donate or call 678-553-9090 Yes, we have some great ways to thank you. That $250 gift card when you donate right now at 678-553-9090. And look, a monthly donation to WABE really is the best way to support us. And here's one reason. You don't give it up as one lump sum, and that's what I love most about it, but a little bit consistently from month to month. And yes, you can change it at any time. That's the best part. And also for most of our listeners, we find that $10 a month seems to be the most comfortable giving level. But you know what you can afford. And please know that we really do depend on the Atlanta community. 
and that's you listening right now. About 84% of our funding comes from in around Atlanta. And of course, that's listeners like you. And Rose, we want to continue to get people to call in right now at 678-553 because 9090. I'm about to say the rest of the number because I'm so excited about this gift card that we have the special offer this hour. Yes. Get this gift card out of Jamie's hand because I'm not <laughs> sure what's going to happen to it. But think about it this way. All the great, meaningful and powerful stories you hear on WABE are sustained by you. And, you know, Jamie, in the news this morning that Dr. Helene Gale will be Spellman's 11th president. Mm. First of all, she's been on this program many times, mm-hmm. but also I had the opportunity back in 2013 to travel with CARE when Dr. Gale was president and CEO of CARE. And I traveled to Amman, Jordan. This mm-hmm. was right when Amman was taking in Syrian refugees. Mm-hmm. And I spent a week in Amman in the Middle East. Now, let me tell you something. This is my first overseas reporting mm-hmm. project, and it was a week long. Uh, about, what, seven, eight-hour difference, right? Wow, yeah, about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't even remember how much sleep I got that <laughs> week because I was just really running on just adrenaline. And and covering this really still is one of the highlights of, of my career. Uh, but listeners made that possible. Right. Uh, and I'd be honest with you. When I when I went to ask the powers that be if I could go, I was like, they ain't going to say <laughs> I'm like, nah. But the listeners did. <laughs> yes, I said the listeners want me to go, but no, that and, and you know, and Jim Burris, uh, my colleague, he's been able to travel. Martha Dalton's been able to travel overseas. So many folks from our newsroom. These are opportunities that, for some journalists, in, not in their lifetime, they get to travel overseas, mm-hmm. and especially covering something like the Syrian refugees, and and this the amount of work that Care was doing. And I remember I went into this woman's home and through the interpreter, the interpreter looked at me and, and, and laughed, and they both giggled, and I said, what? She said, um, the American looks tired. I want to give her some coffee, because I was tired. <laughs> I was wow. Yeah. And she brought me this. Now, this woman who had fled Syria mm. with her daughter, and, and her husband had been killed, and she hadn't told the little girl, mm. but she was worried about me. Wow. Being tired. And, and, and first of all, they drink coffee all the time. <laughs> They drink coffee all the time um, and brought in, brought me some coffee in this little bitty metal, like little you know, pourer. And, and it woke me up. I don't know what it was, but it woke me up. But just having the conversations. And then as we were about to leave, we heard this noise. Mm. And I stopped and she stopped and she told the interpreter, my brother is hiding in the back room. He wants to tell his story. Wow. So I said, yes, absolutely. Have him come out. And he told me his story. And he showed me marks where shrapnel was in his legs mm. and in his back. It was just it's it was just an amazing, an amazing opportunity for me as a journalist. So when I think about all the opportunities I've had and my colleagues because of listener supported funding, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it makes it all worthwhile. It really, really does. Yeah, and you expand that storytelling by, you know, letting our Atlanta community know that. That's what I love about what we do at our station. Now the 16 hours on the flight, yeah. that's a yeah. little bit that's much. A di- that's a different conversation. I, I, I did, I, I begged our, our finance person at the time, hey, can I get a layover in Paris? She was like, no. A layover? Mm. I, you know, I was like, well, if you had that $250 American <laughs> Express gift card. <laughs> I could have made it worthwhile, You could have right? made it worthwhile. <laughs> Listen, 678-553-9090 or online at wabe.org slash donate. And there's another reason. We have this really, really cool t-shirt. Take a listen. When you give right now, we'd like to send you the brand new WABE t-shirt. This black tee has the WABE logo on the front and the slogan, a rare medium, well done on the back. 
It's yours with a new monthly gift of $20 or a one-time gift of $240. And as a bonus, you'll receive the PBS Streaming Service Passport. When you give right now, you're helping to pay for all of the WABE programs you love. Plus, you're amplifying Atlanta by funding fact-based, impartial news. So please, give monthly at wabe.org slash donate or call 678-553-9090 and thanks. By the way, I have the T-shirts. Really, really cool. We wore the T-shirts this past weekend during the Inman Park Festival Parade. I was now, supposed to go to that. I wanted my shirt. It was, <laughs> it, it was fun. It was hot. I it know was fun. it was. And I love folks that said, hey, we love you. And I said, we love you, too. So always, it's, it's good to be back out in the community. I know yeah. with COVID and everything. But uh, it was nice to be back out in the community among folks. But listen, folks. If you support us, we support you, and we love you for that. So please take the time right now with a monthly gift at wabe.org slash donate or call 678-553-9090. And real quickly, Jamie, tell them what can happen when they donate this hour. Well, when you call in or go online at wabe.org slash donate, you get the chance of being entered into this drawing to win a $250 American Express gift card that I really, really do want to take home myself. And <laughs> your odds of winning, well, they're fantastic. Uh, we want to hear from more of you. And, of course, you get an opportunity to put your city on the map and get a shout-out in the, all of that process. So we want to hear from you, 678-553-9090. And Closer Look continues from WABE in Atlanta. I'm Rose Scott. The Census Bureau's role in surveying every person in the U.S. is followed by what we call another once-in-a-decade tradition, the so-called 72-year rule, which publicizes census records 72 years after they were collected, including names and addresses. Now, that brings us back to the 1950s with those records published earlier this month by the Census Bureau. You may be saying, well, why is this important? And we're about to have that conversation. Tammy Ozier is the president of the Afro-American Historical and Geological Society's Metro Atlanta chapter. Say that 18 times. She joins me now to talk about the 1950 census records and what you could find there. Welcome, Tammy. Hi. How are you? Thanks for having me. I am good. We might so be cousins. To talk about that. We might be. You look, look alike. Yeah, you, I'm like, is that my cousin? <laughs> <laughs> and you know, when you start opening up them records from... <laughs> I know. You'd be amazed. <laughs> Let's talk about that because perhaps a listener is saying, well, what is the purpose? You know, why would someone want to dig back into the, the census of the 1950s? What would you tell them, Tammy? Yeah, I think the first thing is really about something that's fun. Really, you may be able to see people for the first time they are enumerated that you may know that are no longer here. Mm -hmm. You know, your parents, you know, for me, my parents, grandparents, or people I didn't know, like my great grandparents are actually um, on the census. So that's one of the, the first things. But, but obviously a lot of us, um, I wanna say um, family history, um, historians, let me just put it that way, mm -hmm. are really anxious to, to get to know um, what, the 1950 census really show uh, um, about where we were. Now, kind of the 1950, just kind of think about the timeline. It was really, um, really the start of the um, of the of, of the modern day civil rights movement, mm -hmm. right? So now you can kind of see um, maybe where people were living. It's also um, a point where it is the highlight of migration of African Americans from the South. Mm -hmm. So really it's within that same period. Um, World War II um, had just ended about five years 
um, previous to this time period. So again, you're you're starting to see what was the condition because it talks about this 1950 census talks about and gives information if you're 14 years or older. Did you work last week? Mm-hmm. Um, was it full time? How many hours did you work? Um, it indicates if you're living on a farm farm or not. Um, so just a lot of little tidbits that can really kind of get you into telling the story of your family. Now let me ask you: Have you been digging into that a little bit? I, I have. I do it every day. I was there when it first when it was released, and I just wanted to just get a feel for uh, my family. My family is originally from Louisiana, mm-hmm. and I, I I grew up in in California. So just imagine me as a young child living in Louisiana kind of seeing that little area. And then now, because I, I grew up in California, it's like, I still want to know and, and see those places. So and, the census really give me that sense. And I plan to do it as well because our roots are, well, our roots here in North America, as far as we know, um, are in Natchez and Shaw, Mississippi. And okay. then when I did the African ancestry, it took me to Liberia. So I got folk over there, too. So yeah. I'm trying to connect the dots between Liberia oh and Mississippi. So I'm sure somewhere in this census. But someone listening saying, OK, Tabitha, this is great. Uh, how do I access these records? What shape are they in? How easy is it for someone to navigate? Tell, oh. them, tell them how to get through this. Yeah, okay. So there are two places. Well, there are three places. But um, I would first say you can go to familysearch.org. The, um, the records are there. And the records are actually on Ancestry.com. And I probably would say to go to Ancestry.com initially because they also have what's called a, a numerator finder. So you can see the enumerating district that your family may have been to try to pinpoint um, where your family is. Now, um, um, one of the things about this particular census is that this is the first um, census that we have a computer generated um, Mm. index. So um, uh, um, Ancestry.com and Family Search have, they are collaborating ancestry um use their computer magic um you know artificial intelligence and um, ocr to create their the initial um index so now what family search then has done or what they're doing they are asking um, for volunteers to actually go in and review this computer generated index to make sure that it's available for all of us wow um and, yeah, so it's actually, you know, this is the most records that, that has been available thus far. Um, as you may know, the, the um, census are released every 72 years. And um, so the last one was um, 1940. Um, it took, took a while for us to get searchable um, indexes. So this one is actually, we're going to probably see everything indexed really in a, a relatively short amount of time. And it's because of this collaboration and because the public is helping. And so to be clear for our listeners, we're talking about the 1950. 1950. Did 19... I say something else? Yeah. Well, no, I just want to be clear because I don't want folks say, well, I was trying to find somebody. We're like, well, we didn't tell you that because they'll blame me and I'll get an email. But yeah. so we're talking about this was the 1950 census that was taken. That's correct. 1950 was just released April 1st. You know, if listeners are also interested in just getting a sense of, even if they can't find information, we hope they can about their their family, but 
and I've seen some of these records to look at what information they collected then and what information they collect now. That's quite fascinating when you think about it. Yeah. So, you know, this is the thing. If you are on a journey to try to build and tell the story of your family, this is a great way to get information, to feed information into your family, right? So when we are doing um, family history or family genealogy, the first thing we want to do is um, kind of start with yourself. Where was I born? Mm-hmm. Who are my parents? Who are my siblings? And so now you can't, you start seeing um, um, what are your parents' name, your names, your grandparents' names. So you can actually translate or actually use the census to supplement information that you may not know. Maybe that's an aunt that died before you were born and you can go onto the census and say, oh, there's an aunt. I, I didn't know her name or I didn't know her real name. And it's a, her real name is enumerated. So this is a way for you to start connecting and building the stories of your family. And, you know, Tammy, for for not just, you know, folks of, of, of African descent, but for so many people in trying to discover, you know, where their origins of their entire bloodline, um, you know, resides from in terms of around the world, you you can start here, starting here in, in the United States is such a big step. And for those who we know, who we, you know, there's a large percentage of us who we know are descendants of the enslaved in this nation. It is really, really helpful, really helpful. Absolutely. This is what I would say here, you know, and, and you know what I, when I'm talking to people who are of African descent, when I'm when they want to start genealogy, I want to I want to first give them something to think about before they get started. Now, the thing I would say is that standard genealogy methodology applies to African Americans. We are no different. We follow the rules, certain, mm-hmm. so to speak. The other thing I would say is that you can find records for African Americans. For some reason, we have the belief that there are no records that we're in or that, oh, well, we were enslaved. First of all, all of us weren't enslaved, but again, um, we there are records that you can find information about us. Mm-hmm. Um, so that will be the, uh, the next thing. The other thing I would say is that there's a lot of records online. Everything is not online. Mm-hmm. You have to go local. Mm-hmm. Where was your family? What city were they in? What was the parish or what was the county? And you have to research locally. And the other thing for African-Americans specifically, there are some harsh facts a lot of times related to our history that you want to make sure that you're taking those breaks you need to to be able to deal Mm -hmm. with some of the information that you uncover. And especially especially Mm -hmm. if you are able to locate records and you realize that a great, great, great was an enslaved person and they were labeled as property. Let's be really clear about that. That is actually documented in a lot of the archives. Mm Got to be very, very clear about that. And that may be hard to take. Not maybe, that's hard to take. It's hard to take. I I have four lines that I have traced to enslavement. And to find your your ancestors in those documents, it's not fun. Uh, you know, you're, you're not, it's good to find them just to say, to kind of see a part of them, but to see that they're being sold or they're being given as a gift and all of those things. That's why I'm saying you have to take middle mental 
breaks just to make sure you're dealing with that that particular trauma. But it's there. It's there and and um but it's not it's not always fun. And, or you might find out that you're related to I don't know, Beyonce. <laughs> Somebody. That um hey Beyonce my cousin Beyonce. six removed from my father's yeah. side. <laughs> See her family is her, her on her mother's side is from the same area that I'm from. So I always, Oh 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 so now you related to Beyonce. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> There may be a connection there. <laughs> you heard it here. Tammy Ozier says she related to, to Queen B. Oh, oh my God. Is it... <laughs> it's on record okay. now. Yeah, uh, yeah. Before I let you go again, for our listeners, you're suggesting that they go to the familysearch.org or yeah. the ancestry.com. Now, it is one, or I know with ancestry.com, there could be a fee. With familysearch.org, is there a fee as well? No, family familysearch.org is always free. So that that's the good thing about it. And on and actually for ancestry.com, a lot of the records actually are free. Mm-hmm. So so you um and and right now and I'm not sure I'm I'm a subscriber. So I, I'm not sure, but I believe the 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 um the information is free right now for on ancestry for the for the 1950 census. But definitely for family search it's always free. And for folks right now, since we're talking about that 1950 census, perhaps they can start with, particularly if you have a certain age group, let's just say your generation X, you probably want your, your mother or your grand, or, or grandparents, your mom or dad or grandparents name, maiden name for the mom, correct? If, if married right. and then the, the city or, or state. And then that's a good starting point. That's a, that's a great starting point. Sometimes you don't know your mother's maiden name, unfortunately. So maybe just just um, one, one tip may be who were her siblings, who were her parents, at least their first name. So if you know the area, the city that they were living in, and you know the approximate um, location, then maybe you're just looking at first names to try to say, oh, this is my mother. Her last name is Brown. I didn't know that. Her mate name is Brown. And it's because you were able to say, it's my mother, it's her sister, it's her brother, and I know that this is my family. So that's one way to, to try to um, get down to the answer. And put in their real names. Don't put in their Big Mama Jackson because that ain't going to show up. Cause we, all well, got a, we all got a Big Mama. I know it. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, the sisters may have those nicknames. All right, Big Mama Jackson. Oh, yeah, they may, Big Mama may actually be in the in the census record. And it's so, a yeah. great and it's a great family uh, event. It, the entire family can can get in on this. I, I just love it. Tammy Ozier is the president of the Afro American Historical and Genealogical Society's Metro Atlanta chapter. Thank you so much. Good information. A good family project. Thank you, Tammy. Thank you. Or cousin Tammy. Yeah, cousin. <laughs> Bye. Thank you. Take care. What a great conversation, Jamie. And, and it's those conversations that we have every day. You know, what a great project for mm-hmm. a family to sit around and maybe put in grandma, grandpa's information and see what you can find. And maybe you find something you don't expect to find, but, you know, that just, that's just how it is. So don't start any family arguments. But right now we're fundraising to help continue to curate those interesting conversations like the one you just heard. I'm Rose Scott, joined by our WABE multi-platform senior producer, Jamie Green. Jamie, where are your people from? They from everywhere. I got family in Atlanta. You know, and I was just thinking about this. 
Jersey, everywhere, North Carolina, South Carolina, Florida. I'm shouting them all out. Um, and then some. But I was just thinking about this. I, my sister literally loves this. This is this is her niche. This is what she does all day. I know my mom is listening right now to my dad. And this is part of our family projects that we do yearly. Like everybody spreads out. It's so good to do right before family reunions, right? And like we're getting ready for summer. This is spring. It's a spring fundraiser. But, you know, this is a great resource and tool going into the summer to get to know your history and who knew through a census, right? And I think that in Natchez and Shaw, Mississippi, which is where, you know, our family is from, mm-hmm. they, they should have a, a street named after me. <laughs> I think I'm, I don't know if I'm the most famous, you know, sort of connection there, but it'd be nice, you know. We, but we Natchez, Natchez is a beautiful, beautiful little town. Okay. I love it. And Natchez is, is beautiful. Great catfish there. Great peach cobbler. Email me if you think I'm lying, but I'm not. <laughs> well, and, I, I really do love that conversation, though. Seriously, the resources that you came out. I mean, I was writing down the, the, the websites, FamilySearch.org and Ancestry.com. I love it. Let's get to it. And, of course, those conversations are conversations that you hear a lot on this program. Some have been uncomfortable. Some mm-hmm. are great to have, and they're fun. And, and often, in the last few years, not all the conversations have been fun because of you know, COVID and things like that. But every once in a while when we get to have a, a great conversation like the one that we had, which I feel like the entire mm-hmm. household could be a part of, you all make that possible, you all, the listener. And so we are asking, we're coming to you again and asking you all to continue your great support. It's really easy. Give a donation now at wabe.org slash donate or online at 678-553-9090. And Jamie, when they give this hour, what could happen? They can be entered in a chance to win that $250 American Express gift card. And look, this is a special offer that we're offering right now until the end of Closer Look. And in this entire fundraiser, your odds of winning, well, they're fantastic. We've heard from so many of you, Gertrude in Lithonia, Monica, excuse me, Monique. I want to make sure I got that right. Monique in Atlanta and Teresa and Marietta. Thank you to all that have already donated. And if you haven't, we want to hear from you, wabe.org slash donate. And of course, like Rose has always said, the old school way of doing it by calling in. Six seven eight five five three ninety ninety. My name is Nancy Slater, and I live in Stonecrest, Georgia. Closer Look is one of my favorite shows, and Rose Scott is so amazing. I love her sense of humor. I love her professionalism. There's no ego that stands as a barrier between her and her listening audience, and that's why I appreciate the program Closer Look so much. Thank you so much, Nancy, for supporting and listening to Closer Look. There's no ego. Listen, I used to say when I had my beloved cats, I clean a litter box out twice a day. How can I have an ego? (laughs) I love what Nancy said. She's right. Rose's natural curiosity leads to these great, fascinating conversations like the one we just heard with Tammy. It's called being nosy. Is it that? I don't think so. I think it's just you're amazing at what you do. You really are, Rose. And you bring this great insight to Metro Atlanta. And it helps us bring this closer look, no pun intended, to Atlanta with a monthly gift right now. So let's say you gave $10 a month to WABE. It really does make a difference. Well, let me tell you what that does. Closer look is on the air because thousands, I like to say millions, (laughs) thousands of people started their sustaining membership in a past fundraiser. And it adds up. So in order to bring you the great programming like morning edition and all things considered wabe well we pay a fee to npr and as my daddy would say it ain't cheap it comes out to more than four thousand dollars a day every day and that's just for the news magazine shows 
Yes, we rely on your gift to pay this cost. In fact, 84% of that funding comes from right here in Atlanta. And your gift today, well, it helps us amplify the many voices that you heard on the conversations today of the Atlanta community. So don't put this off. We want to hear from you. WABE.org slash donate or call 678-553-9090. When you give to WABE as a new sustainer at $20 a month, we'll thank you with our brand new t-shirt. The WABE Amplify t-shirt is black and celebrates your favorite Atlanta radio hosts, Lisa Ram, Lois Reitzes, Rose Scott, Jim Burris, and H. Johnson. So it's perfect for the WABE superfan. And donating at this level comes with one additional gift, the PBS Streaming Service Passport. It only takes a moment to give monthly at wabe.org slash donate or call 678-553-9090 and thank you. And a reminder that your odds of winning that $250 American Express gift card, well, they're pretty good. Very, very good at the moment. And when you give, you'll be supporting all the interesting interviews and information you get on Closer Look, and you'll also be in on this drawing. That's right. It's the American Express gift card valued at about $250. Jamie, before we wrap up for today, I just I got an email from a listener that says they are on FamilySearch.org right now. And they're just having a blast looking at people that don't even, they're probably not related to them. See, See? that's what y'all doing. Now y'all getting in other folks' business. Just look up your family. Stop looking up other they're folks. They're probably family. looking up yours now, Rose. You gave all the information out. Well, the Natchez Shaw, if, look, if we own some land down there, and well, we actually do own some land in Mississippi, but, you know, could be some other land that we own. <laughs> We're coming to get it. <laughs> Please take a couple of moments to give monthly now at wabe.org slash donate or with the call to 678-553-9090. Jamie, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. It was a good show, good conversation. Great conversation. Thank you. And that's it for this edition of Closer Look. Our producers are Janine Etter, LaShawn Hudson, and Daniel Razel. Our engineer is Kevin Rinker because he rides a bike. And reminder to let us know your thoughts on today's program or any other. Send me an email, rose at wabe.org. And, of course, if you missed any of this show, it's always online at wabe.org slash closer look. And, you know, we're in a podcast and we have a rebroadcast at 7 p.m. So you can't miss us. You really can't. Stay tuned to 90.1 WABE from Atlanta. I'm Rose Scott. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. The Gold Dome Scramble podcast is now plugged in, a WABE politics podcast. New name, same on-the-ground reporting from us, WABE politics reporters Sam Greenglass and Raul Bally. We'll cover local, state, and national politics as we talk to politicians and voters to break down each week's biggest headlines. New episodes drop on Fridays. Listen and subscribe at WABE.org or your favorite podcast platform. WABE.